Hello, and welcome to Defining Culture. My name is Hunter Smith, and this is the show where I interview the most interesting and funniest people I know about that one piece of pop culture that really makes them tick. This week, I've got a cracker for you when I'm joined by the hilarious Alex Ward. Wardy is one of my favourite stand-ups. I love seeing her live, I love going to her festival shows, and lucky for you, these days you can enjoy Wardy without even leaving the couch when she pops up on shows like Have You Been Paying Attention? I was thrilled to have Wardy here in my podcast room as we got into the nitty-gritty about her favourite Canadian idol. Alex Ward, thanks for being here. Hunter Smith, thanks for having me. How are you going? Are you you're going through the wars at the moment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going through the wars <laughs> is an overstatement of a tiny broken toe. But <laughs> look, not a lot goes on in my life, so I am letting everyone know I'm unwell. Your main character in your, your broken toe. Yeah, yeah. I hit my toe on the coffee table, which is a not a cool story. But, no. Um, I yeah, I'm recovering. And it's, slowly. it sounds like a drunk accident, but. Not. No, drunk. I don't think I would have done it. I think you were bendy when you're drunk. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. The toe would have just bent right back. And Look, been fine I wish it. I'd been the drunkest person in the world because then I wouldn't have felt the pain that I felt. Oh, yeah. That reminds me once I went to a wedding and um, it was at like a school camp, so pretty um, rustic, and I was uh, running to the car and it's... Uh, in Underage the- wedding, was it? <laughs> yeah, it was a child bride <laughs> yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the point is it was dark and I just was so drunk and I just ran off, I just thought I was walking, running straight and I ran off a retaining wall and dropped like I don't know, a metre and a half or a metre and landed and was like, oh my God, that felt really dramatic, but I feel fine. And then just went and partied the whole night and then woke up in the morning because I was in so much pain because the just the weight of the blanket on my ankle. And I was like, what oh, no. is wrong? And then I pulled back the blanket <laughs> and it was fucked. Like, Do you sprain it? Blue, break yeah. it? Just a sprain, I think. Yeah, but like yeah. a, a real genuine... Spraying like took me six months to bounce. God, there's it. a lot of retaining walls at schools. There is. A lot. <laughs> it's like I haven't heard the term retaining walls since <laughs> I was in school. I think I was like, yeah, hang on, why are there so many retaining walls? And a meter <laughs> drop, and as an adult, a meter drop as a child—that's your whole body. Absolutely, absolutely. Imagine all the sprained ankles. I'm probably overselling it. Maybe it wasn't a meter. It was probably just 30 centimetres. No, it would have been a meter. But yeah, yeah. I mean, a similar thing happened to a friend once to me. Like, we were out partying and they fell off a table dancing on some block or something. Mm. And we're like, I'm fine. Next day, I get a photo. It's the same. Just black. I had to take them to the hospital. Only a sprain, but the sprain is... Imagine a break. It's That's brutal. Yeah, say. yeah. Imagine it it, it taught me that I've been claiming sprained ankles all my life, but I had never really had one before. That's <laughs> You'd what had it taught a twist. me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You'd had a twist. Um, all right, let's get into it. What have you brought for me today? All right. My defining culture with Hunter Smith <laughs> is Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne is the pop punk legend who slammed into the music scene with her skateboard, her crop top, and her dad's tie. He was a skater boy. She said, See you later, boy. He wasn't good. Her debut album was a monster, spawning multiple hits and making her the highest-selling Canadian of the century. Her music inspired a generation of anti-pop girlies and her fashion inspired millions of teenagers around the world to raid their dad's wardrobe.
take me back. Do you remember like the first time you encountered her? Yeah, 2002. Uh, I do remember. And because I basically, I think I'd never, up until this point, I hadn't had an artist where I looked at them and I was like, that's me. I still look like her. Yeah, you just- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I've let her not define me until now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but up until then, it was sort of, because she, she was 16. Was she really? She was 16 when so, Skater Boy came out. And that was 2002. So that you're talking about when the big, yeah, those big I singles was, were coming out. I was 13 in 2002. So our age difference, I think about 13. 13. Yeah, anyway, mm-hmm. about there. Because um, I finished primary school in 2001. So around that age. And our age difference wasn't very big. Like, so when I was watching her on like video hits, I was like, that is, that's me. So, that's, so yeah, I remember. And before that. I mean, there was some good music that was around, like, I remember Survivor, Destiny's Child came out the year before, it? but it was very different to, like, Avril Lavigne. Yeah, you weren't seeing yourself in Survivor. No, so unfortunately, talk a little to me white about- woman pushed away some powerful black ladies. <laughs> talk to me about um, 2002 Wardy. So, you're from Brisbane? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm from Brisbane. Uh, okay, 2002 Wardy. Um I mean, I was a 13-year-old going to a state school in Brisbane. Probably a bit... Like, I had friends. Oh, no, actually, I was fine. Like, friendship-wise, I wasn't like an outsider or mm. anything. Um, but probably a bit lost. Closeted mm. gay was definitely a part of being in love with Avril Lavigne, which Absolutely. I'll get into. Yeah. Um, but um, me, I, um, I was very into music, actually. Very into, like, my pop music. And I remember having a CD... Around the same year, I remember getting a gift from my brother for my birthday, which was Michelle Branch's um, Everywhere. Do you oh, yeah. That song? I love Michelle and Branch. And also, it was, looking back, it was just a single, which I find so funny that you could give someone a gift that was one song. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and it cost $10. Yeah. Like, at one point, they were, we were paying $10 for those. And I loved it yeah. so much. But that was also pre-Avril. I remember that was around the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I spent a lot of time in my room, a lot of time... Um, Reading magazines. This is me. Uh, a lot of time on AOL chat. Oh, well, that yeah, was dying yeah, off there. A lot of time on MySpace. Uh, I just stopped playing sport. I reckon as well. I used and to be. How many siblings do you have? I have a brother older and a brother younger. So I was the middle child. Oh, classic. But being the only girl. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what my get- mum used to say to me? She goes, "Oh, thank God you weren't born a boy. You'd be the worst middle child." <laughs> Why? What's the difference? Because I, I guess I got attention for being a girl. Yeah, right. But she's right, like, right. you're so attention needy. Yeah, she balanced it out. Yeah, balanced yeah, it out. yeah, And did you get on well with your brothers? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. And so Mostly, yeah. You mentioned, you, you touched on there that maybe Avril Lavigne continues to inspire your look. And I was thinking that um, she had like, she, I mean, in those years when she was all over the radio, she had a huge impact on fashion too. And, you know, you don't really think of her as a fashionista. No, look, and I was yeah, I was getting that. She was actually a fashion icon for us, either tomboys or closet lesbians uh, that I turned out to be. Uh, she was a bit of a fashion icon. And the other reason was her clothes were really cheap. Mm-hmm. And that was great for Bogans like me. Because mm-hmm. uh, me and my friends, we were practically Bogans mm. growing up and going to state school in Brizzy. And uh, so, like, when she was like, it's cool to wear oversized pants – a wife beater singer, like mm. a wife. So you really shouldn't use that term anymore. That's the <laughs> crop top. Sorry, crop top. I am from Brisbane. That's <laughs> hard to kill. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm a lesbian, but I'm also a wife beater. <laughs> She's got layers. Yeah. <laughs> Did we make it worse? You can't Did give you up make it on worse your past. By making jokes about it? <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, white singlet and like a tie. I was like, I can gather all this stuff and like cheap hair coloring. Mm. I can gather all of this stuff from my brother and my dad's yeah. like covered. And that's when that became in fashion. I was like, this is my time to shine. Absolutely. She didn't. Oh, but most fourteen-year-olds are broke. But mm. you know, it really was awesome. I yeah. was like, I could really get into this look. Yeah, and I don't the, need that money. That was the signature look, wasn't it? It was like a crop top and a tie, and she had uh, that long hair, which she stuck with. I've been googling her. She stuck with I know, that long she's hair gone all blonde, these but years. She's really stayed with her. She has. I feel like you could have pulled it off though, because it actually reminded me that um, one of my girlfriends back then in two thousand two, still my friend now. It, I think it really. I've never. I've never. Um, Credited this to Avril Lavigne, but she went through a real skater girl stage too and tried desperately to be a cool skateboarder. So, I think it had quite a big impact. Did you ever get on the skateboard? I did get on the skateboard. Um, Look, I was probably too afraid of hurting myself to be a good skater. Mm. I didn't because I'd had a lot of braces work and I was <laughs> I was very hyper aware of not wanting to of go through that teeth. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going – it was a lot of work. I'm, I'm not going through all that again. Yeah. So, I wasn't ever quite – confident or cool enough to risk hurting myself but there was this really embarrassing phase I went through where um, this was actually probably right before Avril where I was trying to be a skater girl anyway uh, where the high school bus would drop off some students and when I saw the bus it had to go down and do a (laughs) u-turn when I saw it drop off go this way I'd run and grab the skateboard (laughs) and then go down on the street and casually skate like as the bus came past so that they all saw me and they were like I guess this uh 10-year-old's been out skating all afternoon. (laughs) Skating 10 seconds a day. Yeah, because I also could nail a straight line. Like, I was like, I know I can do that because I would do it all the time. They're like, wow. So, in my head, 17-year-olds were looking at a 10-year-old girl going, she's so fucking cool. (laughs) What do you think um, these days? Because, you know, I see the old skateboarder around here who might be my age. So, if if you see a man in his mid-30s or a woman skateboarding now, do you think? what do you think? Cool or not cool? I just think, well, that's their mode of transport. Like, I don't... I still think cool. Oh, I still think they're cool, but I'm like, they're just getting around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But But that's even cooler if it's casual. They're not performing for a bus. I still think they're cool. Hmm. It's funny how the best skateboarders now when you watch the Olympics are, like, actually 10-year-old girls. I just thought about, you know, like, little Japanese girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, that's what I was trying to do. Can you think of any other pop stars... um, from then or now that have had that sort of inspired you in clothes or anything like that? Oh, look, I think if I was younger, there's this pop star called King Princess, but she's not quite as famous. Like Mm. she hasn't really, uh, I feel like if I'd been younger, I would have really gotten into Mm -hmm. her or them. Not sure what it is. That's true. We're probably just the boat now to be inspired by pop stars. Yeah, I think I'm probably just getting a bit, but I still look at what they're wearing and I'm like, Oh, yeah. yeah, just checking in. Yeah, I'm still jealous of them. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm jealous of choice <laughs> the jealousy of jealousy never goes. <laughs> yeah, I'm jealous of choice of arm, but I wouldn't say Is I'm inspired yours? Is by yours? Tro- Who's yours? I don't think anyone's ever really impacted my, my decision-making, but there's people I think are super cool. I think he's super cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and because, you know, I'm like 10 years older than him too, so I have this, like, vague... I have this, like, vague opinion that if only I had been 10 years younger, I too probably would have been a really famous pop star. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> like I just missed the boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would have been a pro skater. Yeah, exactly. You would have been a 10-year-old Japanese skater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, the album from 2002 it was called Let Go and Great. it was massive. It's still good. I've been listening to it today, actually. What do you think? Yeah, still good. It's actually g- I know it's. I know I have a lot of bias because it's probably so deep inside me to mm. enjoy it, mm. but I still think it's good. Mm. I think that for a pop album made by a sixteen-year-old, yeah, exactly. I'm sure with some help. Yeah, but 
it is like a lot of the songs still land. What um oh yeah, let's dive into the songs. Yeah, okay. What what uh, what's your favorite song on there? Oof, I couldn't pick a favorite. Really? I honestly couldn't pick a favorite. I think Losing Grip is a strong opening. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. is like <laughs> when I'm re-listened um, a few months ago, I was like, wow, she really chose the biggest song to start on. Yeah, it's like, yeah, if yeah. you're not going to be into it, you're gone straight yeah. away. Mobile is really good. I'm trying to remember some feeling something, feeling you or something. It's really oh, good. Sure Skater Boy actually turned out to be one of my least favorites, which is pretty classic yeah. for a single. You know, I um, obviously everybody knows Skater Boy. I'll play it here. He was a boy. She was a girl. I have loved that forever. But when I've listened to it this time, I don't, I don't know if that sounds stupid saying this, when I've been listening to it this week, I'm like, oh, it's actually a bit deeper than I remembered. Like, <laughs> <laughs> What I mean, like, the, st- the songwriting is better than I imagined. Next week you're going to be having, like, wearing a wig, <laughs> yeah. like a little white singlet. I mean. You're in. You're, you're. What I mean is, like, it really, um, it really paints a world and a journey for those characters in the song in a way that, like, an old sort of share song would or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I do. It goes on I a journey. I always knew what you mean. And these I days, was always in song- that journey. Yeah, the songs are going on journeys these days. No, they're not. Look, and I, I did, I mean, obviously, Skater Boy being with the first big hit was awesome. Complicated. Mm-hmm. Great song. I think you, for those at home, they need to go listen to, like, the song Mobile or something because it has, because she's been, she's Canadian. I think it does... That was also, I think, a part of her success. There mm. is some Canadian undertones of, like, classic Canadian, like, mm-hmm. folky country that sometimes mm-hmm. slip through that make made the album good, I think. Well, you have hit on one of my favourite pop culture topics, which is people who are secretly Canadian. <laughs> and so, she is Canadian. In fact, Let Go was the highest selling, it still is the highest selling Canadian album of this century. Yeah. We're early in the century, but still. Yeah. But that reminds me of my favourite piece of trivia, which I did forget to Google and fact check before we got here. So, I'm just going to say it. Yeah. She's the highest selling Canadian album of this century, but the three highest selling albums by women of the last century were all Canadian. Can you... Can you? I can, can bloody you believe it. Can you, can I can you, believe who it. Who are they? Can you guess? I've always like had a big thing for Canadians. Um, who are they? Okay. Ooh. So, one of them, this is a bit of a hint. I reckon one of them is a pretty clear Avril influence. Like, I feel like Avril would have seen this person when she was like five to ten and thought, that's for me. It's not Billy. No, no, okay. no. Older, Billy's older, older. Not- Oh, older than Avril. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, um, Alanis. Alanis. Yeah, there Goodness. is some Alanis there undertones. Is. I almost said Shania Twain, but of course, so. Oh, she's another one? She is she's another, another one. one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's Both of, of them I, you can hear in that record. Absolutely. Absolutely. Particularly and you can hear Alana's. Evanescence for some reason. Yeah, it is very Evanescence. <laughs> Evanescence yeah. meets Shania Twain yeah. meets. It's, I mean, you can't ask for anything else. <laughs> no, what more could you want? Um, yeah, no, her early stuff is definitely similar to early Alana's. You know, that really – and I can't think of many American pop stars like this, and maybe that's the Canadian element. You know, they obviously had that tomboy element and they were sort of pushing back on the sort of Britney, Britney Spears pretty girl vibe, right? Um, the other one is Celine Dion. 
Celine yeah. is from which is so I really obvious but people forget because she seems so European so funny <laughs> oh she's, she's so, so funny isn't she's she she's so funny she's so European I'd never thought of that yeah. I love those videos of her where she's there's someone's collated videos on YouTube of her trying to outdo the audience have you seen these videos where she's like are you guys good are you guys good <laughs> she's like well that's good because I'm great <laughs> Well, I went and saw Celine when she was in Melbourne three or four years ago, and she was bad shit. Yeah. And I, I mean, and I say that with love. I went to the concert. She was so enjoyable. She's- but she's so, um, I call it fame brain, you know, when you've been famous for so long and you've got crazy, but no one's told you. No one's informed you you've become crazy. Well, you would never believe it either. You're just like, they don't No, that's right. They don't you know what it's like so to successful. be famous. Yeah. And she's like, cool, but help yeah, yeah. between sentences. <laughs> and you're like... <laughs> <laughs> so the bit that I was like she's lost me was um she sung the theme song for Deadpool 2. Now, wow. And it was a great song. It was a great yeah. song. But obviously the Celine crowd at Melbourne in like 2020 they weren't Deadpool 2 fans. Not a massive crossover. No, they of were Deadpool. you know they were all over 50s and so she's she's talking about singing the song for Deadpool 2 as though she's been given an Academy Award and she told us the story of how Ryan Reynolds asked her and it was not a particularly interesting story and I'm not exaggerating Woody when I tell you that I think she did 17 minutes on it. <laughs> 17 minutes while the crowd was, started was, off being like, was Woo! half of like, that just explaining what Deadpool is yeah. to the audience? She's like, I got a phone call. I'm not going to do it. She sounded Italian. Um, yeah, so at first the crowd was all with her and then like as like bank by bank of Rod Laver Arena, people were starting to lose interest. And I was with my friend, I was like, should we go? That's crazy. It's crazy how quickly, oh, sorry, I should say how long 17 minutes is at a concert. Yes. Like if you were in a house with friends and someone told a boring story for 15 minutes, you wouldn't be like, should we leave? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when it's like a live show, even though you've paid hundreds of dollars, you're just like, this is... A long time on your feet. A long time to be disappointed by someone you didn't want to be disappointed by. Exactly. And I'm yeah. sure she didn't have the time to spare either. Like, I'm, I imagine, like, I'm sure the producers and stage managers not like, yeah, keep going. Stretch. <laughs> fill. Yeah, she's got four <laughs> songs. Anyway, she's terribly okay. ill now, so it's a shame. But uh, What's she good got? Luck to her. Just favourite. Oh, she's, she's got a terrible illness. Did you not know? Um, it's called stiff person syndrome. And her body's, no, you're kidding. No, I'm not kidding. No, I'm not kidding. She, can't, she no, needs serious. to stretch. She well, she can't. That's the thing. She's turning into a statue, like a stiff person. Anyway, it's not funny. She did appear at the Grammys the other day, though. Did, did you see that? They wheeled her out. Oh my god, that's why she was so stiff. Because <laughs> I saw it and I didn't know about this. I was like, she's very statuesque. <laughs> I thought she was just like yeah, being regal. Well, she's still. I mean, I think people were surprised at how well she looked because she's retired. She said, "Like I'm out. I've got this terrible illness." So, and that's when Tay Tay was. Um, Kind of just a bit overwhelmed and yeah. grabbed the award from her. Yeah, not a good look. I think she thought Snatched she, it she, from thought the she actually was a statue. Yeah, that's right. So still. Not a good look, Tay. <laughs> no. So um, so anyway, I shouldn't piss. I shouldn't take the piss out of a seventeen-minute Ryan Reynolds soliloquy because. I'd Here we go. We love just to told a seventeen-minute story yeah, probably did. there about it. So yeah, that <laughs> album let go. I still stand by it being good. If you're listening to this or watching this, go listen. Go from the top to the end too. Trust me, losing grip as an opener is insane. It's so good. it is like evanescence, and then it'll just go into like the weird, you know, like more like uh, the singles, the country sort of bit more poppy stuff. But I remember listening to this album on repeat, especially when I was at my dad. My parents were separated, especially at my dad's house. Uh, I'd go there on the weekends or every second weekend or something, hmm. and I. 
I don't know, I was just being moody and a teenager, which is so annoying for my dad because I'd be there like two days out of the fortnight and spend yeah, the yeah. entire time in my room listening to Avril Lavigne. Yeah. Uh, but it's like a teenager in a movie, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The song that really got to, like, Without You, the ballad, mm-hmm. really hit me hard. That's the one that you felt the deepest. I felt it so deep. But the thing that I laugh about now is the lyrics are like, standing on a bridge waiting in the dark. Um I thought that you'd be here by now. And oh, it's like, it's you, a damn you're calling it the wrong cold name. Is this called, with with, it's, it's called with, with I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm yeah. With you. That's Sorry. right. I was bluffing. I was like, I don't know this one. No, I'm with you. Like, which is fantastic. Yes. And it's a damn cold night. Here's the thing. I grew up like, in <laughs> Brisbane. I'd never felt cold in my life. Yeah. And I remember lying on the bed being like, yeah, imagine it. Yeah, It's yeah, a yeah. damn cold night. I'd never, like, I had to cosplay being cold. <laughs> I'd literally never been cold. And I'm like, I will relate to Avril no matter what it takes. And she's Just putting the fans on and stuff, being like, <laughs> wisping my hair. Like, it's a damn cold night. Yeah, she's from, like, deepest Canada too. Like, she would know cold. She knows cold. Yeah. Also, she's 16. So, I just love when you know she's 16 and she's out, like, standing on her own in a bridge. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love when young pop stars have these lyrics. It actually reminded me of, um, I don't know if you're a Dawson's Creek guy. Oh, It was a little bit before my time, but I um, ended up watching it when I was like 18 all in a row. But in the first episode of Dawson's Creek, Michelle Williams' character, Jen, is from New York. Mm -hmm. She's had to move back to the small town because it was... um, a tough world for her out there. Yeah, but yeah. there's an incredible line where she's she's like, <sighs> Dawson, she's like, if I told you what happened in New York City, you wouldn't believe it. She goes, she's like, it's crazy out there. <laughs> she's 15 yeah, I was years say, they were young. Old. I'm like, what did you do? <laughs> Just like go to the mall or something on your lunch. My, Get the um, bus home, something crazy. My television has channels that I didn't ask for. Does yours have that? <laughs> There's a weird pivot. So when I put on my Samsung, like it seven plays, plus, it plays channels. No, they're like Samsung channels that I didn't authorize. Right? I don't really know why. I've not looked into it. All I know is that it plays two shows: Dawson's Creek and Party of Five. So the other day I popped on the telly, just trying to trying to get to like a streamer, and I, it comes up as Dawson's Creek, and um, it was really a full on storyline. I think it was Pacey Joshua Jackson. Having sex with his teacher. Was that a storyline? I remember that. They had some full on on stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, and also the bit that I watched, which admittedly was only about 10 minutes, it wasn't played like, like she was being sexy. Like she was like, close the blinds. You know what I mean? It was a different time, the 90s. They hadn't quite gotten into the whole child abuse from women (laughs) side of things yet. That's right. That was still when she was just a MILF or whatever. It was still to come. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, so you mentioned I'm With You, which is a massive ballad. But it does beg the question that I've been wrestling with. Is she a good singer? Um, I don't know. Because she's great on the album. But she got – I know how she – because I read everything about her when I was a teenager. Um, she got signed because she was discovered singing, like, in bookshops, like, doing, mm. like, um, like, you know, just open mic singing yeah. songwriter. So, at some point, she must have been out of sing. She, and she can sing on those albums, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, live – she doesn't. She's I not have not it. watched any live clips of late. Have you? Did you do some research? Yeah, I watched and some live clips. You don't, you don't rate rough. her voice. No, I don't rate her voice live. But I think it must. Um, yeah, I'm not alleging that they fake it on the album. I think maybe it's just 
under certain circumstances, she can belt it out, but not in front. Well, of she people. hasn't really been known for her live career. No, when that's we right. think about it, and there's a bit of there's a bit of friction between her live persona and great vocals. I think you know what I mean. Like in the skateboard era, particularly, it was about running and jumping. It was kind of a moshy vibe. Like that's yeah. what she did, and so you can't really do that and nail the vocal either. You know what I mean? You got no. Pick one yeah, or the I other. mean, yeah, I've seen, um, I've seen G flip. <laughs> End of sentence. <laughs> no, no. G Flip does a lot of running around, and it doesn't sing during the running parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, See, that's you smart. can't. You yeah. got to stop and sing, and then do yeah. the run. Yeah, they're a good example of someone who's sort of uh, actually whose fashions you could be inspired by. Definitely. Yeah, I got to work out a bit mm. more. Um, if you are looking at live performance, I did see this great one. It was her singing Skater Boy at the Brit Awards back in the day. But they staged it amazing. They had like her at the front, obviously, singing Skater Boy. And then they had um, maybe 60 drummers on like with 60 drum kits and like um, like tiered stages going up. That was great. For Skater Boy? Yeah. Whoa. Check it out. It was cool. I really, that's I, amazing. That's really good. I gotta yeah. watch that. I'm so excited. It did make me think how much. Um, that's a lot of drummers. I know. Do you me- think it's just because only people that wanted to work with Avril are drummers? Absolutely. <laughs> but also, I thought that it really showed how much money there used to be in the music biz <laughs> compared to now because I'm like, you're not getting that at the Arias. <laughs> you probably chose to bring in the biggest instrument 40 times. Yeah, that's right. But the Arias, they'd be like, we've got one drum for everybody. Oh my God. Time to share it around. Um, so, of the singles, and I'm calling that complicated. Skater Boy and I'm With You. I'm With You, not Without You. I can't get Without You. Can you rank them? So, I'm With You would be a number one by the sounds of it. Yeah, then Complicated, Mm. then Skater Boy. I read that there was a bit of um, conjecture in her label on which order to go, which uh, direction to go with the singles because if you think about it, they're quite different. Skater Boy paints (laughs) her as that pop punk vibe that is what she went with. But other people said that she should have gone with I'm With You first and that would have pushed her into a much different sort of adult yeah. contemporary market. Do you think it would have got the attention though? Because Skater Boy was that sort of so different for a woman. Mm-hmm. Woman, a teenage girl. Yeah. For a teenage girl at that time. There was, I mean, there was a little bit of like that vibe from, um, you know, like No Doubt. Like yes. a little bit, but not like being like I'm the solo yeah. artist. I just don't think it would have, would have, like stuck out. This really stuck out as like, whoa! Have you seen this? Ska-? And it, there's, there's an eight in the skate. Oh my god! It's yes, spelled about the S K eight, and I'd never seen B-O-I anything. B O I as well. B O I. I'd never seen that. I was like, whoa! <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, I was like, I'm never writing E I G H T again. Yeah, why would to you? this day, I'm like, I'm great. You're doing it at work. Your emails. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was L eight. Um, uh, I think. My opinion is that Skater Boy is a perfect pop song, close to a perfect pop song, so they had no choice but to put it out. Yes, you know what I mean? I like, agree. I think it's just hard to not – it's hard for me if you really like that album because I know lots of other songs I like that I think I'm like, ooh, that's a good song. Mm-hmm. I probably would have preferred that even. So it's hard for me to choose the – it's always the case when you like an album. You never like the one. You never like, yes, it's sh- – Skater yes. Boys of Heaven, but I do think it should have been the single. Yeah, I agree. I looked into who she had been writing with, and she wrote a lot of her album with one woman who seemed to have carved out, I looked into her, quite a niche of songs. So she did like the Skater Boy Avril songs. Then she did um, Kelly Clarkson's Breakaway album, which I'm pretty sure has Since You've Been Gone on it. Which I can is pretty hear similar. that. I and can hear that. And then she did the Veronicas, who have that incredible single, Forever. Okay. And they are triplets, those songs. 
Yeah, I can see that's definitely the style. Who is? I mean, I'll have to get the name off you. Yeah, I think it might be Chantel. I think I've written it wrong. It's Chantel Kravatsik. Kravats spelled K R A V. The letter A, the number eight. Yeah. That's why he couldn't read it. I managed to spell all this with numbers. Did the Veronicas make much of an impact on you there, yes, Brisbane girls? they did. They yeah. did. I think I was just like a bit younger at the time. I stand by the Veronicas. Yeah, me as too. As being a great pop duo. Great pop duo. Yeah, they mad seem, as a cut snake. But yeah, great I was about pop. to say, they've got some of the fame brain, <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they would always be around the uni I went to, sort of around the music department, oh, really? giving little lectures on how to succeed. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, no, I stand by them absolutely too. Um, but they do have a chaotic energy, which I think really stepped into overdrive when one of them was Dating Ruby Rose. Oh, remember that? I was all over that. Loved that. I loved that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I love that too. I loved that. So- What's Ruby Rose up to? Yeah, I um, hope that's someone's that's defining culture. <laughs> defining Ruby, culture, Ruby Rose. Rose. <laughs> you know what? I don't know what she's up to. I checked out her Instagram. I reckon six months ago, and it looked like she was working very hard on films you're never going to hear about. Hear hear about. Okay, well, yeah. as long as she's getting paid. Yeah, good on her. Now, nah, good on it. You can have a whole career like that where you just get paid to do movies that never make it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's actually the dream. Or, or, or movies that like um, Netflix says 19 million people watched but you still never heard of somehow. Oh, absolutely. Like the, fa- yeah. the fracturing of the pop culture, you know, it's going to be someone's favourite movie and you've never heard of it. For, yeah, I'm saying for some people, Ruby Rose is Meryl Streep and we don't know about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So some people are me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You've been chasing her. Ruby Rose was a great influence in my life too. I didn't, I mean, I always thought there was a bit of a fuckboy energy, but. It's oh, good to, it was so just good hot. to see someone that looked like that on um, MTV. Absolutely. So, uh, her second album was called Under My Skin. Under My Skin. Track three, I remember being good. It's a I bit, can't remember what it bit, is. Um, raw, uh, what, it's harder. P- punky. Yeah. Punky. Yeah, it's definitely more grown up. You and- can't beat like, Let Go. You can't. It's such a good album. It's funny it. that you talk about listening to the first album in your bedroom because when I was look, listening to some songs for the second album, I was like, "Oh my god!" I had this flashback to me. This is embarrassing. Playing the album really loud in my bedroom with the door shut, sitting in the bedroom and li- enjoying the music, but really listening to it and thinking, "My parents are going to think I'm so hard listening to this." <laughs> Like they're going to be so shocked that I'm listening to this, like, heavy metal. <laughs> <laughs> did, the second, did the second album have a, a decent impact on you too? No, I think the first one really was the defining moment. Mm-hmm. Um, the second, as I said, I can't remember what track three is called. I just know I liked it. Yeah, no. See, I'll, I can't remember what it's called. I'll put it's it like, in here. So feeling, I don't know. Hey, no, go on, sing. You know what song I remember more was the third album, um, Girlfriend. Yes. Okay. So, girlfriend. Girlfriend, I can be your girlfriend. Hey, hey, hey you, you. you. So, one. what did you think of that? Because I thought a, that's a fun song. It's a it's a fun song. Yeah. Did it feel a bit? It's um, a bit pinky. Sell outy for her. <laughs> I mean, it is did a bit she pinky, ever? Right? Yeah. I don't know. Look, I honestly don't know if Avril ever got to a point of sincerity that she could sell she out. She could from, sell out. Yeah. You know, it always felt quite. I mean, yes. Um, I'm with you. That she can sell out from that song, but um, yeah, I feel like that's very pinky. Very, um, you said it before. Who's the artist? Um, I don't know. Is that the skate lady wrote for the Veronicas? No, the other Kelly one. Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, it felt very right. like Kelly Clarkson. Very like that era. 
um, very pink, very fun. But hey, I don't care. I don't. I'm like, go for it. Have yeah. some fun. And that's one of her top five. Uh, the top stop top five on Spotify. Uh, all the ones you'd expect, really. Skater Boy, Complicated, and that it one. It reminds me of the same vibe of like um, Pink's "I'm Coming Up." That's that party yeah, song. Yeah. It's sort of like that. Sort of like we all know it's ridiculous, right? Yeah. Isn't that the point? Yeah, it's just a bit of fun. It's a bit silly. I she was done with the teenage angst by then maybe because she would have been a bit older then was like she, <laughs> at, at the time I remember thinking she was like God, over the hill she's come back with a single but she would have been like twenty two <laughs> how depressing I can remember where I was actually I lived in London when that song came out and I used to listen to it when I went to the G A Y bar gay oh hang on let me spell it out guy what happened at the guy bar <laughs> guys happened boom uh, yeah so yeah I love it when a song can transport you back to you know exactly where you were no, when you heard it. I wanted to ask you about her um, personality. So, do you remember? I think she went on Rove, like in that like peak fame. She came out, or well, they crossed her on Rove. I remember being very excited, and she was like very bratty, very. Oh sullen. yeah, I loved it. I was going to ask you. Yeah, so I you loved were into that. it. I was a teenager. I was a brat. Like I was a little. I I loved it. I'm like, oh, to see someone talk like that and their parents not be like, can you cut it out? It was so good. It was like, that's what I live for. That's what I wanted. I, I wonder wanted if she to- was really like that or whether she was like like polite and hardworking behind the she scenes. She had that famous line, it's not punk to say you're punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. whatever. It's like, and she's like, you look at the video and she's like just a little girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not punk to be a 16-year-old Canadian girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, no, I was, very, I was very much into the brattiness of it all. Yeah. And I, I think because I think – there is something that happens when you I mean, I've experienced it. When you're that age as a girl, um, a teenage girl, I just felt like just saying an opinion, you were called a brat, though, mm. and being a girl growing up. Like, mm. you were like, I always got it. I was a brat. Like, I was like, what? Looking back, I was like, no, I just had an opinion. Yeah. But I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> yeah. Sort of like, so I think I loved that. Yeah. Just be like, I don't give a fuck. And I was like, yes. Yeah, because we joke about her being a 16-year-old Canadian girl. But for people of that same age, like you were, then it's sort of, it is the first example of counterculture right or 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 perhaps a a perception and of arguably the best level because at least it was attainable or relatable yeah anything further than that we wouldn't have seen at all it wouldn't have made it to like mainstream media that's the thing like it just wouldn't have been in the mainstream media so even though you can laugh at a soft version of like the angst and the soft version of the rebellion at least we were allowed to see that level exactly. it's like the stepping stone to actual rebellion yeah because yeah. we're talking about really the last wave of the monoculture right like before streaming came in and youtube and stuff like that because these days if you wanted to be a 16 year old punk you'd be able to find 18 year old punks to idolize and Proper follow. Ones. yeah but yeah. it's hard to do but it's hard to do back then when a single cost ten dollars <laughs> to wait for your brother to give it to you know what i mean <laughs> oh. Are you like, across the conspiracy theory that she died at one point and has been replaced with an loved actor? Loved that. Um, I'm across. Of course I'm across it. Do you I, know where it started what, and why oh, it started? It, so, it, it admittedly was a rumour. Um, some South American fan started it uh, just because. They then claimed – They then, I love that I know about this. They then <laughs> claimed that they did it uh, to prove how easy it is to lie online. But I'm like, I feel like you just did it because you were bored and now you got caught out. And you're like, well, it was actually a test and yeah. you all failed. Uh, yeah, they're yeah, trying so to make it sound moral. She, like, they said that she died. The rumour was she died and she got replaced by a double. That's right. Probably just because she died a hair bond. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, it can't be her. Yeah, was there an instigating incident? No, I think she just went away for a while, but you know about her having Lyme disease. 
Yes. <laughs> Which is such a celebrity illness, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, what's, what's Kiki Hadid's mum's name? Yes, Something Yolanda. Hadid. Yolanda's the most famous Lyme disease person I know. Yeah. Is that because you watch The Housewives? No, I only know because Avril Lavigne um, talked about it once. And she said her friend said she was really sick and she's like, I think I'm really sick. And her friend's like, you sound like you have Lyme disease. And in the article it said, this is like in some Take That magazine, it said, you should talk to Yolanda Hadid. (laughs) She's the only person I know with Lyme disease too. I was going to say, Lyme disease is very big in the Housewives cinematic universe. Is it? Yeah. And you know who else has it? Shania. Now I think about it. Shania, Shania from Twain has it. Canada. That's like she, Shania lost her voice and she blames that on Lyme disease. Where do they film the housewives? They would be in their actual places, right? Because they film a lot in Canada. Yolanda is from, she's in the Beverly Hills um, edition, but she's Dutch. Um, okay. And she said that her and the Hadid children caught it when they were horse riding. Okay, that- I did not realise I was an expert on this topic, but yes, I am. It is crazy that Avril had Lyme disease because... Um, of all the things that she could have had growing up where I grew up, ticks are actually quite a big problem where mm-hmm. I grew up. Like where my mum lived on Acreage and stuff, even though we're in Brisbane. Um, well, moved to Acreage when I was older. But like I had ticks growing up mm-hmm. on me. Mm-hmm. And it was like, no one has ticks. And then your idol, Avril Lavigne, gets Lyme disease <laughs> from a tick. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. Because I remember for a while thinking, I'll probably get Lyme disease. Yeah. Like when your idol gets something that you actually know. Like most people in the world would be like, I've never had a tick. And I was absolutely. like, I've had so many yeah. ticks. I'm absolutely going to get Lyme disease and die. Did you know, and I'm, I'm, where, um, I'm wading into controversial territory here, but did you know that Lyme disease in Australia – it doesn't exist. Like I it's didn't not, know it, that. I don't believe it exists. I mean, I know now, but I didn't know that then. Yeah. I wish someone had told me because I just spent the next like five years so scared I was going to get Lyme disease. Yeah. But, you know, there's got to be something wrong with Yolanda because she's going through it. She's a big advocate. Has she like written books about it and stuff? I only – yes, I'm sure she has. But um, on that when she was on The Housewives, which was, you know, a big hit at the time, that's all that – she was like de- – she was like asleep in bed for two years with her Lyme disease. Yeah. But I, w- I would like to see a study into why, in anecdotally, more celebrities appear to have Lyme disease than non-celebrities. Do you think they just have more time and money to get out and the more horses? Ticks. Yeah. Yeah, horses. That's probably it. It's probably a th- like, through line from like horse girls to – You have to be pretty rich to, to have horses. You do have to be pretty rich. So, you're not buying into the conspiracy theory then? That she was replaced by a double? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I mean, I want to. I would love for that to be true, but I'm like, where did you get this exact lookalike? It's funny that people. Oh my that- god, I would love to be replaced by a double for a few years, just oh, like yes. get Lyme disease, go to sleep for two so years. So if I if I um, procured you a double to go about your life, and so you just got to live for one year unobserved by everyone, how what would you do? Oh my god, what would I do? I'd probably get really fit. Hmm. I'd um, read a lot of books. What would you be your motivation for getting fit, though? No one's going to see you. The you're return, bored. the return of me. <gasps> yes, and then like, I'd be like, come back even like I'd come back a hotter version of my twin. Yeah, that's right. People would be like it's definitely a double because look how hot her abs are. Yeah, they'll be like, whoa! I didn't realize the actual Woody was so hot. Yeah. <laughs> this like twin. Um, the only, I, I would. I don't know whether I, I want my twin to be like successful though, but not too successful hmm. do you know what i mean like i don't want them to be bad at their job or anything like i need them to be funny but i don't need them to be so funny i can't then come back and beat them no they can't reduce your <laughs> yeah, reputation I know, but i'm like but you also can't sh- make it like be shit for a year and then yeah, i come back yeah. and they're like well she's hot but we're not letting her work what about if you could just um 
outsource like some parts of your life to a double like what what like what do you have to do on the regular that you'd rather oh that don't would be great actually because like stand-up comedy dare i say is tough it is mm. hard you can have funny ideas and then you get up on stage and you're like what the hell happened to that yeah. funny idea i'm yeah. like i'd love to outsource all that bad bit do you mean um what the hell happened to that bad idea in that like you couldn't <laughs> no, deliver it or they just didn't it was funny and then it starts funny and the more you do it the more you're like mm, we're getting further away from why this yeah. is funny <laughs> yeah, yeah, i'd love yeah, to yeah. just outsource that part of it <laughs> yeah, and i could like they could you know my twin could do the the part on stage where it doesn't go well and then I come back and be like what didn't work and let me rewrite that yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I just keep Contesta. going because that's the exhausting part about stand-up is you like work it try it again and sometimes it just works the first time and then you like hope everything will be like that forever and it yeah. never is yeah. and then you rework it and you just get tired you're mm. honestly like oh, I can't be bothered doing it again at what point when you've done a joke a few times and you know it is or you know it can be funny so, so just say you've done it eight times and it's been a hit seven times. Then you go out the next time and it dies. At what point do you think, oh, it's their fault? Mm. Like I know technically you're not meant to blame the audience, but in reality. When? If it's got a good setup, jokes within and a punchline, it's never there. It's not. It's their fault then. Yeah. But sometimes I'll do a trick. I'm like, no, oh, I didn't finish writing that. <laughs> yeah, it didn't really finish. That's my fault. <laughs> yeah. That's my fault. So you're not doing the festival this year? I'm not. And how do you feel about that? Can you not get this comfortable, like, chill great, vibe coming off me? Yeah, yeah. Time to talk about Avril Lavigne for yeah. an hour. <laughs> so Do you think true. I'd be here right now if I had a festival show? Um, no, I'm so great. It's, good. it's my first, apart from the COVID forced year, my, I think it would have been my seventh year or something. So oh, I just wanted. I just wanted some space yeah. from it. And have, have you had you made the decision to not do it this year for the last 12 months or did you um and ah? No, I made the decision back in like September. Great. Yeah. So, uh, I was very like, I mean, I don't know if it's interesting to listen to, but I guess it is like if they haven't felt this experience, I've always been like, do one even if it's, because it can be hard to turn around another mm. show in a year. Mm. I've always been like, do one because something's hard is good to do. Mm. But then I'm always like, because I have this sort of motto if it's scary you should do it mm. and then this year i was like actually you know what's scary not doing a show because mm. it felt like i was like what if you feel like you're falling behind or Momentum some shit like that stuff, yeah, yeah yeah so that's why i didn't do it i was like well if that scares me more i'm not gonna do a show oh, i love that that's yeah. great so that was my and now i actually have a bit of hunger i haven't had for stand-up in a long time yeah. i'm kind of like oh i want to get back there yeah, yeah but yeah. i have so long to wait which is good so you're still gigging as been oh yeah i'm doing lots too much i would say I need so to. So, what do you mean the hunger? What, where's, the, where's the hunger coming from then? Just that. Just like because the, all that pressure's gone. Like to, yeah. to have to do it. Now I'm like, oh, I'd really. Fall, and I'm kind of a bit of FOMO making me be like, oh, I can't wait to do it another year up next year. Yeah. It's so the now relentless, I want to start um, trying to. It's the relentless grass is always greener thing, isn't it? Yeah, but it feels it's, great to not it do feels, it. It feels shit to not do it. Exactly. Yeah. But it feels good to have it. That feeling, because before that it was like, oh, another yeah. year. But now I'm like, ooh. Yeah, God. And it might ooh. be twice as easy to write a show next year as well, which would You'd be You'd hope so. Yeah. I thought by now, I had this idea in my head last September, October, where I was like, boy, you're going to have a show written by this time. <laughs> yeah, like, nope, yeah, yeah. just listening to Avril Lavigne on yeah, the tram. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about, do you ever do that thing where you have like one really good idea and you think, um, oh, I can build a show around that and then uh, eventually go to write it or perform it? And um, it's just like a really nice six minutes. <laughs> and then you're like, Actually, oh, damn, I thought that was going to be my hour. I have the opposite issue. Do I you? really find it hard to write, like, have an idea that I think I could stretch into a show. Every idea I have, I'm like, that'll be six minutes. Right, right. So, right. I actually have the opposite. When I talk to people, they were like, I'm writing a show about this. I'm like, how do you pick a subject to write on? Because I'm very much like, I think that's a bit. 
Yeah, your shows are like building blocks yeah. of sections, aren't they? Yeah, yeah which yeah. is a healthier way to be, I think, I because think then so. you can pull out a module It'll and replace it. It'll never be award-winning, though, I reckon. It's like you've got to, like, if some people have, like, a big subject, they topic, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm just going to tackle about 17 thoughts I've had yeah. in the last year. Yeah, so I, see like, I can always connect them. Like, that's not hard. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's still my brain, so. Yeah, you can still segue, but I know what you mean if it doesn't have, like, a narrative to cling on and to. And I only said that award thing for when I do win an award and then they can play this clip, I'll clip it and up, say, worry. can you believe that <laughs> she, she said so this? humble. <laughs> How is she so humble that she had that idea ready to go? Unfortunately, she <laughs> Yeah, she can't finish the run. <laughs> oh, my God, if I had Lyme disease, I could write about that. <laughs> you absolutely could. And you know what? I bet there's a huge Lyme disease community who we've alienated in this conversation, but you oh can get God, them along. Oh, my God, and they're all rich. Yes. They're celebrities. Celeb- I'm going to be the celebrities comic. <laughs> this is your way to meet Avril Lavigne. You can go on to become an icon of Lime comedy. And, you know, I'm not a big one for meeting famous people. Like, I'm, I am I meet a lot of famous people in stand-up. It's a train fame anyway. Mm. And you just start to see them. You're like, oh, it's just a person. So, meeting yeah. famous people for me is kind of like that excitement's gone. But yeah. there are a few and Avril's one of them. You know what? I've got, be- got a bad vibe though. Like, you know, they say never meet your idols. Yeah. I think she would be in that category, don't you reckon? Probably. Don't you but think I'd, she'd be like, hey. Yeah, but I'm also like, oh, well, I was 15 or whatever. Yeah, so it's true, like, true, right. true. I didn't know much about Avril's personal life and I was thrilled to hear that she was married to Chad Kroger from Nickelback. Oh, yeah. Fellow she really Canadian found idol. A f- fellow Canadian. Fellow, uh, I'd say, level of respected music. <laughs> yeah. You know, before that, she also dated uh, the lead singer of Sum 41. Well, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. I think they both make a lot of sense. Yeah, she did. She has split up from Kroger. I'm not sure whose uh, decision that was. After that was some guy from the hills. Haven't watched heaps of it myself. From the hills? Yeah, oh, yeah. That's low. Yeah, and then <laughs> someone could mod something. I don't know. Gee, you're very across it. Yeah, well, that mod, well, I read the Wikipedia. If Avril brought out an album today, would you be listening? Yeah, I'd have a listen. Although really? she did, 2022. Oh, really? I haven't listened. <laughs> so, maybe no. <laughs> you're a liar. <laughs> so, I'm a liar. Um, even knowing I was coming here to talk about it, I didn't because but it was I right was there. You knew what year it was coming out, two thousand twenty. Yeah, well, I had the um, Spotify open because I was like, I just give Let Go another. I couldn't get out. I love it so much yeah, that I was like, hooked. I should probably listen to the two thousand and twenty-two <laughs> tracks right there. But I believe from what I've read, it's another return to the punk side of things. Oh, really? She's going back from when she came. Yeah, is that what you mean? Like she's back gone, to the original? Yeah, sound. she's gone punk, not pop. Or maybe like angling on the punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, maybe we'll have to go and have give it a listen. Yeah, yeah. After I'll, this, I'll report, report back. back. Yeah. I will. <laughs> All right. That's it. For you got anything else you want to chat about, Avril? Any other topics? <sighs> no, nah, I don't even have a show to. Oh plug. yeah, you're plug, come to, plug? to my 2025 show because it's yeah. gonna be good. I Putting reckon. the lime in Lyme disease. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whose lime is it anyway? Yeah. <laughs> That's the That's sort of bad. stuff you get when you come to my show. You've got to have a gimmick, and Lyme disease isn't a bad gimmick. You know those comics that are like nurses, and all the nurses go. Like, I, that's I don't genius. get it. It's the teachers, the nurses, yeah. the, everyone's got like their little shtick. Yeah. Gee, maybe that's what you should have done. Maybe you should maybe you should have gone and been like made like a gone into like a hard specific trade that you hated and then made the pivot into comedy. Yeah, maybe I, I'll do that now. It's not maybe too I'll, late yeah, for I'll me to be a female carpenter or something. Because yeah. I reckon that there'd be a market and a crossover to the Lizzo still. <laughs> it would be very easy for me. <laughs> The year it's is so the, right. I'd love if I became a carpenter for three years, came back, and it was my exact same audience. Yeah. <laughs> I did not think this through. I did not need to be on minimum wage for three years. You pick up like three lady tradies and just <laughs> all the lesbians. Yeah. All right, babe. Well, thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Enjoy this your day. You too. See you soon. Bye. Bye.